to episode 4 of The Connected Generation. Today, this episode is for you next gens that are not working in the family business. So perhaps you're in a traditional 9 to 5, or maybe you run your own business and you're questioning whether there's scope for you to make an impact from the sidelines. The short answer to that question is capital, yes. (laughs) So stay tuned for the longer answer, explanation and my thoughts on this whole topic. I'm often asked this about the next gens that are not working in the family business. By both founders, next gens, non-family staff and other onlookers. You next gen may be saying, I am proud of my parents for having worked so hard to build this successful business from humble beginnings. I really am proud. But I don't want to watch all that they worked hard for disappear. I want to assist with introducing modern ideas to take it to the next level so that it lasts for generations and leaves a legacy. But I want to do that from the sidelines. Like I said, maybe you have a career or you have a business, or maybe you live abroad, right? And you are questioning the ability to make the impact you desire on the family business. This may cause a lot of guilt on your part. Like, I don't want to have to give up my job or for the family business. On the other hand, you may feel torn, like, because your parents are anxious about one of the children working in the business to take over. What do we do? What do we do in this scenario? As I mentioned, it is entirely possible to ensure the family business car keeps driving without you being at the wheel. So if you think about succession, take a step back. Succession essentially is commonly referred to as the passing of the baton, you know, in the relay races where we're running and we pass the baton on to the next runner. This passing of the baton happens between generation one and two, and also between generation two and three and so on and so forth. But it happens at two different levels. At the ownership of the business and the management of the business. And it's important that we distinguish between those two. So let's talk about ownership for a second. So typically founders may pass on the ownership of the business to their children. I mean, some may pass it on the shares of the business to a foundation, charities and things like that. But usually founders pass on the ownership of the business to children. So at the very least, as a next gen, you'll be a future owner of the family business. And ownership comes with responsibility. As an owner, you'll be required to provide strategic oversight over the business. Second part is founders also pass on the responsibility of management to either other family members or non-family staff. So just because you're not on the front line does not mean you do not care about winning the war. In fact, in war, the unseen players, i.e. those that are not on the battlefield, that are not the soldiers, they play a crucial role. 
Military strategy away from the battlefield is so important and essential to the success of the war. And I was reading around and I came across this quote by Carl von Clausewitz saying, tactics is the art of using troops in battle. Strategy is the art of using battles to win the war. So don't undermine the importance of your role just because you are not on the battleground. You might just be a strategic player. And I believe as a strategic player, you play a crucial role in the sustenance of the family business. I believe most of us family businesses require a change in perspectives. We need to start tilting away from we are a family business to we are a business family. And what does that mean? What does that entail? As a business family, the business is priority. Whereas in a family business, the family is priority. And so where we prioritize the business, it means we professionalize the business. And with professionalizing, actually means we demand a higher level of standard from the business and family members. So this will translate into consistent plans, policies and procedures within the business. Things like entry policies for family members working in the business, entry policies for family members to the board, um, and not just for family members, to be honest, entry policies for stop for um, what are the standards for anybody to work in X role? Um, our views on in-laws, for instance, our views on self-dealing, procuring within the family. So this may also lead to a governance structure for the family business, thinking about having a board, thinking about having a family constitution and a family governance structure of its own. And the challenge we face as family businesses is that Family and business are typically separately run institutions that have completely different objectives. So family and business have competing goals. And um, a colleague, Greg McCann, did some research on this topic and said, for instance, for family, the goals are permanent relationship, unconditional love, harmony and maintaining power based on generational status. Whereas with business, we have temporary relationships, very conditional approval. And this conditional approval is based on profits, performance, productivity. Roles are based on functions and power is based on performance and title. And so as family businesses, we then merge these two completely independent institutions and we then see conflicting objectives. Do we prioritize the family's needs or the business needs? I already give you the answer to that. <laughs> um, and that conflict arises because it's, it's funny, the family business was set up to cater to the needs of the family. So focusing on the family's needs is instinctive. But as I alluded to, studies have shown that we need to focus on building an attractive business, prioritizing the business. We build an attractive business that attracts and retains best of talent. 
through standardization of policies, plans and procedures and building an excellent culture. And when we do that, we're not subject to sentiment because talents are like suitors that they're looking for an attractive mate and they desire both inner and outer beauty from the family business. So when we're able to do that, we're able to attract and retain talented non-family staff, giving us the option of having non-family leadership in the business, enabling us to separate the ownership from the management of the business. So it's not the end of the world if a family member does not take over the business in a management capacity. And there are many examples of successful family businesses with non-family CEOs. So I believe that as African family businesses, most of us need to start actually considering this as a credible option. The evidence also points to this as a better option for family businesses. Dennis Jaffe, a well-renowned thought leader in the family business space, conducted a study, Resilience of 100-Year Enterprises. He did this back in 2018, and he looked at enduring families, businesses that had lasted over a hundred years. He evaluated a hundred families across 20 countries. In conclusion, he said that the families that were the most enduring had what he calls the generative alliance, an alliance between founders, next gens, and non family staff. So non-family staff play a huge role in the sustainability of the family business. So I believe that as family businesses going from generation one and beyond, we need to go on an evolution, right? Just as we human beings evolve, we grow up from, you know, toddlers to children to teens to adults, I believe our family businesses also need to go on an evolution. We need to evolve from family business to family enterprise. What is a family enterprise? Essentially think conglomerate, multiple businesses and multiple assets. So essentially a wealth portfolio. And again, back to Dennis Jaffe's study, he also saw that a lot of these enduring families there were common threads in that they pursued new entrepreneurial activities in each generation. And these new activities came in the form of either creating new businesses, identifying new products, going into new geographies, pursuing joint ventures or new investments. So it's important that each generation does something new. And so if each generation is doing something new, we'll now as a family need to be managing multiple things. So our organizations evolve and grow into more complex, larger structures. Management or micromanagement being done by family members, even those in the business may not even be feasible, right? due to the complexity of the operations. So as next gens, we need to ascend to higher levels of leadership, away from operations, tending towards strategic roles in the family business. And as a next gen outside of the business, you can do this as a board advisor, non-executive board member, 
informal advisor and the likes. In light of COVID-19 and the massive disruption it has brought and will continue to bring to our business landscape, I believe this is our hour as next gens, next gens in and outside of the business. We tend to be digitally native, we understand technology, we're passionate about professionalizing the business. This is our hour to make a stamp on our family business. So we may see more reverse mentoring and teaching, explaining to parents how it is that they can build a business that will be relevant in tomorrow's world, solving relevant problems in a relevant way. So this is our hour to rise as change agents in family businesses, to assist our founders in building sustainable businesses. So that's all for today. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you'd like to attend a free online conference for 21 days on how to reboot and reinvent our family businesses in light of COVID-19, please go to www.africanfamilyfirms.org. We have a lineup of speakers from all over the world. The conference is now on day five and will be running for 16 more days. And we have a range of topics from emotional wellness, liquidity planning, wealth planning, crisis management, um, supply chain, and so on and so forth. So I don't want you to miss out. Please head to www.africanfamilyfirms.org to register and you will be sent all the links to the live and pre-recorded webinars. Thank you so much. God bless you and take care.